Today, we study in Parshas Emor, the fourth uh, Parsha, from Revi'i to Chamishi. So we're beginning now with Revi'i. Yesterday, we learned uh, various halachos which apply to korbonos and to the fact that a korbon cannot have a mum, an animal which is brought for sacrifice cannot have the various defects which were outlined. An animal which is newborn in its first week of life cannot be sacrificed. An animal and its uh, and its parent, Osovia Spino, an animal and its mother cannot be uh, sacrificed or slaughtered in any way on the same day. And the Pasha concluded with the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. Now with Ravi'i and in terms of the Prokim, the chapter headings, it is chapter 23 that begins now. We have one of the most important and one of the most frequently read in the shul, uh, Parshios. And that is the entire subject of the Mo'adim, of the festivals of the Chagim, of the Yomim Tovim. And they will, this topic will occupy us for the next three um, lectures. Today we begin. Notice, no longer is the Rebbeinu Shlom speaking to Bnei Aharon, to the Kohanim. He is not telling Moshe to speak to the Kohanim. He is telling Moshe to speak to the entire Jewish people. Because the mitzvot that we're about to study, although among them there are karbonos, which have special relevance to the Kohanim, but in general, the festivals, the Yomim Tovim, uh, are for all Jewish people. And you are to say to them, Moadei Hashem, there are fixed times that God has, and Moed is a fixed time, Hasher Tikru'u Osom Mikro'e Kodesh, which you are to declare them as the best translation I saw of Mikro'e Kodesh is a holy convocation. Mikro Kodesh means a holy assembly, a holy getting together. The Ramban says, quote, kulom kiruim v'ne'esofim. On Yom Tif, uh, and, and any Mikro Kodesh, Shabbos too, it's a time for people, Jewish people, to gather together. To gather together, says the Ramban, beveis Hashem, in God's house, either in the Beis HaMikdosh or in Shul, in order to sanctify this day publicly through Tefillah, through Hallel, through Ksus um, Nekiah, through uh, clean new clothing, etc. And of course through Mishta, um, through, through uh, feasting. So, these are the, my fixed times. Number one, and interestingly, number one is not what we call a Yom Tif, but rather Shabbos. Shabbos here is included as the chief, so to speak, among the Moadim. Six days work can be done. Uvayom Hashvi'i, but on the seventh day, Shabbos Shaboson Mikrokodesh. It is a Shabbos of Shabboses. It's a Sabbath of Sabbaths. In the words of the Abarbanel, it is 
It's the extreme degree of rest. All work is prohibited, as opposed to Yom Tif, which we will see is lesser. But Shabbos too is a Mikra Kodesh, following the Ramban, it's a day of assembly, a day of convocation, of getting together. Kol you shall do no work. Even those types of work, like cooking, that are permitted on Yom Tif, are not permitted on Shabbos. Kol Molochalosasu. Shabbos Hilashem, it is a Sabbath, a day of rest. Bechol Moshoseichem, wherever you dwell, everywhere. So that's number one, Shabbos. The puzzle continues. Eilem Moadei Hashem Mikroi Kodesh Asher Tikru'u Osom B'Moadon. Now we're going to come to a new list of Yamim Tovim, which are also Mikroi Kodesh, also special fixed days, which the Jewish people are told to declare, to announce, to proclaim in their proper times. Number one. Why number one is why is number one Pesach? Writes the Barbanel because Pesach is the first in time. It's the beginning of the year. The year starts with Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and it's the the cause of all the Yomim Tovim. The root cause is Yitzias Mitzrayim, is the Exodus from Egypt, and that of course is Pesach. So the Torah tells us Bachodesh Harishon. On the first month, which is Nisan, on the 14th day of that month, which we know as Erev Pesach, in the afternoon of that day, Pesach Lashem. That is a day to bring the sacrifice known as the Korban Pesach. The Mephorshim say here, and this is stressed, in the Chizkuni, that Pesach is the day, is the name given in the Torah to Erev Pesach, the 14th day, and the night, the Seder night. That's called Pesach. The rest of Yom Tov, from the first day of Pesach in the morning on, is called in the Torah not Pesach, but Chag HaMatzos, as we see now in Pesach Vov. On the 15th day of this month, Chag HaMatzos Lashem. It's a festival of Matzos for God. Shivas Yomim Matzos Tochelu. For seven days, you are to eat Matzos, meaning of course you are not to eat Chometz. Vayom Horishon Mikra Kodesh, Yihi Elochem. On the first day of Pesach, day one, that's a day of Mikro Kodesh. You are not to do work that day. On day two, three, four, five, six, there's no commandment. Rashi here quotes, actually he quotes in part, the Braisa in Torah's Kohanim which explains that a meleches avodo, what does it mean? Remember, by, by Shabbos it doesn't say the word avodo, work. It just says kol melocha losasu, and melocha means work. What does it mean, meleches avodo? 
So Rashi explains that Meleches Avoda is that type of work which is very, very important, so important that if you don't do that work, there will be a loss of money. It will be a dover oved. Something will be will just be lost. Nevertheless, that's Meleches Avoda. And the Torah tells us on day one, Pasuk Zion, you are not to do Meleches Avoda. Any type of work, even a dover oved, even something which is which will cost you if you don't do it. We jump ahead to Pasuk Ches for a moment. There too we see that by Yom Hashvi'i, on the seventh day, it's also Mikro Kodesh. And again, Kol Meleches Avodolosa Asu. You can't do Melocha, even a Melocha which is Meleches Avoda, which is a Dovor Ha'oved, which if you don't do it, there will be a significant loss of money. So Rashi says, quoting the Torah's Kohanim, that from here we see that only those two days are those malach, is a maleches avoda prohibited. But on the intervening days, day two, day two through six, chol hamoed, then you can do a maleches avoda. You can do that type of work that if you would not do it, there would be a chisaron kiss, there would be a loss of income or a loss of money, etc. The Pasuk also says here that um, in Pasuk Ches now, You want to bring a special sacrifices, special sacrifices to God on those seven days. And that's all that it says. Now the Torah in Parshas Pinchos goes into great detail about all the karbonos that are to be brought on each Yom Tif. Here, the Torah does not specify, uh, as it does in Parshas Pinchos, all the details about the korbonos. It just says, in general terms, you are to bring korbonos. The Ramban here explains that, because Rebona Shlom did not want these korbonos to be brought in the Midbar. In the desert, there was no mitzvah of the korbonos hachag, there was no mitzvah of bringing special sacrifices on Yom Tov. Only after they came to Eretz Yisrael, and therefore in Parshas Pinchas, after the Parsha of Lo Eila Oretz, after the Parsha which describes the division of the land among the people, then the Torah gets into the details about um, about the korbonos. Here it just says so in general terms. This is the approach taken to the, by the Ramban. Be it as it may, the point is, whether the Ramban is correct or not, there are many who take issue with him on various points that he makes, but the general idea is that here, for Pesach, the Torah does not go in in Pasha's Emor to the details of the temple ritual of Pesach. It just gives the general rules which have to do with what we have to do on Yom Tif in terms of celebrating it with Mikra Kodesh and in terms of avoiding any work, even a Meleches Avoto. So that's Pesach. Now the Torah goes on to the next mitzvah. When you come to Eretz Yisrael, the following mitzvah is only a, a, a mitzvah in the land of Israel. When you come to that land, which I am giving you, and you cut the harvest, 
talking here of the first harvest, which is the harvest of barley. And you should bring the Omer. What is the Omer? Now the literal translation of Omer is a sheaf. S-H-E-A-F. Uh, which in Russian Kodesh in Hebrew is an aluma, or perhaps an omer. However, Rashi here insists that omer is not a sheaf, S-H-E-A-F, of grain, but rather it is a certain measure. An omer is a measure, a tenth of an ephah, three so'o, a tenth of an ephah, a rather relatively large uh, measure, and that's what you should take. Interestingly enough, there are two psukim. In one pasuk, Omer clearly means a sheaf, and that is in Vorim Chof Dalid, pasuk Yutes, Vishochachto Omer Basode, when we're talking about the mitzvah of Shichicho, the person forgets in the field a sheaf of grain. Uh, over and against that, in Pashas B'Shalach, in Shemoz, Perik Tezai, in Posek Yudches, the Posek says clearly, Vayomodu Va'omer. You should measure with the measuring vessel known as the Omer, a measuring vessel of a certain measure, a certain size. And Rashi insists that here, Omer does not mean like it means by Parshas Shichicho, Vishochach to Omer Basode. But it means, Kemo Vayomodu Omer. So it's a measure. So you take this measure, and this measure consists of Reishis Ketzirchem El HaKohen. You take this measure, which is the first of your cutting, the first of your harvest. You cannot harvest before this point, And this is taken to the Kohen. What does the Kohen do with it? He waves it. Rashi explains that tenufa waving consists of moving it in four directions. You wave it forward and backward, up and down. The Kohen does this with the Omer. And if this is done, then it will be a rotzon, God will be pleased by it. When do you do this? Controversial phrase, mimocharas hashabos, on the day after Shabbos, that day, yinifenu hakohen. So the day of the Omer, the first day of the Omer, is the day after Shabbos. Which Shabbos? Which Saturday? Hazal believe that here Shabbos does not mean Saturday. Does not mean Shabbos Bereshis, Saturday. But rather it means Yom Tov, the Yom Tov that we're talking about, the first day of Pesach. Mimocharas HaShabbos, on the day after that first day of Pesach, on the second day of Pesach, that's the day of the Omer, the first day of the Omer. That is when the Kohen, Yinifenu HaKohen. And Rashi, this is a great dispute, as you know, between those who would not accept the interpretations of Chazal and, of course, Chazal themselves. And the Gemara and the Seches Menachos gives many, many reasons and proofs. But Rashi says the simplest proof, and that is, if it means Shabbos, which Shabbos? Which Shabbos are you talking about? Which Saturday? The Saturday before Pesach, the Saturday in the middle of Pesach, the Saturday in the springtime, any time? Well, what is it? 
Therefore, it's much more likely, says Rashi, that Mimochoros HaShabbos means, as Chazal insists, the day after Yom Tev. And Yom Tev is also called Shabbos. On that day that the Omer is waived, that's the 16th of Nisan, the second day of Pesach, you should take to accompany the Omer a sheep, keves tomim, a unblemished sheep, ben shenoso, a year old, le'ola lashem, as a burnt offering. And accompanying that korban ola, that burnt offering, Uminchoso is the meal offering, the mincha which accompanies a korban ola. And here that mincha is not one isoron, one tenth measure, but rather two shnei esronim. And the meal offering should consist of soles, a fine flour, belulo vashemen, mixed well with oil, isha lashem reyach nichoach, as a fragrant offering for God. So accompanying this sheep is the meal offering, the mincha, and also wine, which will be poured, how much of that wine? A quarter of the measure called hin. So that's what has to be offered on the 16th day. The, the omer has, is, uh, is um, waived, and karbonos are offered, an ola and a mincha and a sochim, uh, accompanying that Ola. Up until that day, in other words, from the beginning of the growth of the harvest until the 16th of Nisan, until that very day when the Korban is brought, one cannot eat um, grain, new grain. You can't eat bread or koli, um, which is parched corn. And the charmel, which is fresh ears of grain, you cannot parch corn. It means parched or toasted or roasted kernels of wheat. And caramel is fresh sheaves of wheat. Cannot be eaten ad aitzam hayom hazeh until that very day, day sixteen. Ad haviachem es korban elokechem until you bring the korban omer which we have described. This is a, um, a rule for all times, all generations. Wherever you dwell. Here Rashi says that there's a machlokes among Chachme Yisrael, there's a machlokes among Chazal. Does this mean that you can't eat new grain, Chodosh, in Spain? France, Poland, United States, Australia, wherever you live? Or does it mean you can't eat the chadosh, that the prohibition against eating chadosh, new grain, is after you have conquered the land and settled it, Yerushalayim Yeshiva. So that's a machlokas, and to this very day, there are those who are careful not to eat chadosh new grain until the 16th of Nisan, even if that grain grew in Nebraska or Kansas. And there are those who say, no, that this is restricted only to Eretz Yisrael. In any case, you see here an interesting thing, and that is, although by the Korban of Pesach itself, the Korbanos of the seven days of Pesach, there's no details given. It just says, Ve'ekraftem ishel Hashem. 
But when it comes to the korban of the Omer, of the second day of Pesach, here we have great detail. The age of the sheep, the type of korban, the amount of accompanying mincha and nesochim. Very interesting. And the Ramban says that that the reason why the Torah goes into detail here is because here it is obvious that all of this takes place only when the Jewish people are already in Eretz Yisrael. There's no way to fulfill this mitzvah of Omer when the Jews are still in the desert. The whole mitzvah applies only to the Ketzir Ha'oretz. And the Pesach says specifically, Kisovo El Ha'oretz. So here the Torah goes into the details. And by the way, these details are not repeated again in Parshas Pinchas. Let's continue. From that day, which is the morrow of Shabbos, meaning the next day after the first day of Pesach, from the second day of Pesach on, you should count. From that day on, that day is day one of what we call the Sviras HaOmer. So from that day, you should count Sheva Shabbosos to Mimos Tihiyena. You should count, Rashi says, uh, seven weeks. Should count seven weeks, seven weeks up until Shavuos, and these seven weeks, these counting should be tamimos, should be complete, a complete seven weeks, forty-nine days, ad mimocharas hashabos hashavius until Shabbos hashavius. Here means Rashi says Shvuaso shviyosa, the seventh week, meaning until the morrow, the day after the seven weeks. On day 50. That day is Yom Tov. Yom. That's day 50. And on that day, the Yom Tov, of course, is Shavuos, what we call Shavuos, what Chazal call Atzeres. We'll see soon what the Torah calls that day. On that day, you bring a korban, and this korban is spelled out in detail. Vihikraftem mincho chadosho lashem. You bring a new korban mincha, a new meal offering. And Rashi explains, again, following Chazal, that this new meal offering is what is matir, what enables future korbanos, future menachos, future meal offerings to be brought from the new tfua. In other words, if I wanted to take some grain, and make bread out of it. So I have to wait until Tezayan Nisan, until the 16th day of Nisan, and the carbon is brought, and then I can do, I can eat the new grain. However, I can't offer a carbon from the new grain until Shavuos. That's Mincha Chadosha. So what do you bring? What is the nature? What are the details of this Mincha Chadosha, of this new meal offering? You should bring this from your dwelling places, meaning only from the land of Israel, not imported. You bring this lechem to Nufa, this lechem which will be waved. Two breads, and the measure, the size of these breads is two esronim, two tenth measures. The bread should be so less to hiena, this bread should be a fine flour. It should be baked as chomet, like a challah, a loaf of bread, Bikurim Lashem. These are the first offerings in the base Hamigdash of the new grain, of bread from the new grain. 
This is what's called, in the language of Chazal, the Shtei Halechem, the two breads which were brought on the day of Shavuos. Along, accompanying these breads, Vihigraftem Alechem, you should bring along with these breads, Shivas Kivosim Timimim seven sheep, unblemished and a year old, Ufar ben Bokor Echod, and a cow, one a cow, Ve'elim Shinoim, and two rams, two male sheep, and these, Karbonos, ten altogether, seven sheep, seven kibosim, one par, and two elim, these should be brought as a Karbon Ola, Yihiyu Ola Lashem, burnt offerings, and accompanying them, should be, as is proper, the meal offering and the wine which accompanies every korban ola. Umin chasom the meal offering and the wine, isherayach nichoach lashem. So this is a, a package which accompanies the lechem. That was posseg yudches. Now on posseg yudches, we have yet some more korbanos. Va'asisem si'ir echod you have a goat as a sin offering. So you have a total of ten animals for an ola, one animal for a chatos, and two-year-old sheep, for a shlomim offering. And this is unusual, because usually the korban shlomim is brought by an individual. We do not find in general a korban shlomim brought by the community, by the tzibur. Here, however, these two sheep were bought by the people, by the nation as a whole. And this is an unusual thing. The, therefore, these two sheep are known in Bachazal as Kivsei Atzeres, or Zivchei Shalmei Tzibur. They are the sheep brought on Shuos, which are Karbonos, which are a Karban Shlomim for the Tzibur. Rashi points out, and when you look in Parshas Pinchas, you will find there described also seven sheep that have to be brought as a korban ola. And you will find there also a discussion of cow, a par, and ayel to be brought as a korban ola. But here it's one cow and two elim. In Parshas Pinchas, it's two cows, porim b'nevokoshnayim, and one ayel, one ayel. So therefore, Rashi says that on Shavuos, first of all, you bring the Karbonos mentioned in Parshas Pinchos. And that's one set. But that is not the set that's being described here. The set that's being described here is a second set entirely. And as whereas in Parshas Pinchos, it's seven sheep, two cows, and one ayel. Here, it's an additional seven sheep, one cow, and two ailim. And of course, not counted at all in Pashas Pinchos are the um, sheep which accompany the um, lechem. Okay, so you have this quite a large korban which is brought, or quite a large list of korbanos which are brought on Shavuos, but they all seem to center around the Shteha Lechem, these two breads. What is done with these two breads? Says Rashi, says the Torah, Pasukhaf, Vehenif ha Kohen Osom, Al Lechem Habikurim, Tenufo Lifne Hashem, Al Shnei Kivosim. 
The Kohen performs tenufa, the waving which I mentioned, forward, backward, up and down, waving to the breads, just as he did with the Korban Omer on the 16th of Nisan. So here now, on the 6th day of Sivan, on Shavuos, he waves the breads, but he also waves the two sheep. But just these two sheep, not all the others. The two sheep which accompany the Lechem, the Kivsei Atzeres, the Zivchei Shalmei Tzibur. Kodesh Yihiyu Lashem LaKohen. Now these um, breads have the status of Kodesh, meaning they are Kodesh Kodoshim. Meaning that, and so to the Shalmei Tzibur, these sheep, normally a Korban Shlomim has the Halacha of a Kochim Kalim. And it can be consumed anywhere within the precincts of Yerushalayim. Kodesh Kodoshim, however, can only be consumed in the temple precincts, within the walls of the Beis Amigdosh. These Karbanos Shlomim, these two sheep, have the halacha of Kodesh Kodoshim. That's the meaning in Pasikhov, Kodesh Yilashem La Kohen. They can be eaten by ordinary human beings. It's not burnt upon the Mizbeach, it's not a Karban Ola, but they must be consumed within the temple precincts. Apostle continues, because until now we're just learning about the count which preceded day 50. And we learned now about the Korban and the Shtehalechem and all the Korbanos which are brought on day 50. How about uh, personal observance of this holiday? On that very day, day 50, you should declare Mikra Kodesh Yerlochem. Just like on the first day of Pesach and the seventh day of Pesach, you must gather in the shul and you must uh, have a mishteh and you must have Simchas Yom and you must have a special begodim, etc. So too on Shvuos. And just as on the first day of Pesach and the last day of Pesach, kol meleches asu, same thing for the day of Shavuos. And this is a chukas olam, this is forever. Bechol moshvoseichem, ledoroseichem, wherever you live, you fulfill this obligation of yomtif of Shavuos. Then the Torah concludes this section of Ravi coming on to Chamishi, with a halacha which a din which has nothing to do with yomtif, and that is uvekutzrechem es ketsir artzrechem. When you are harvesting, which you are doing at this season, make sure lo sechalepa asodcho bekutzrecho. Make sure not to completely cut down your entire harvest, but rather leave a corner of the field for poor people. And the gleanings, those things which as you harvest fall to the ground, do not gather them. They are for the poor people. They must be left for this poor person and for the stranger. I am God. I am watching. Make sure that you do not do these things. You leave these things for the poor. The connection here between Yomtev, in this case the Yomtev of Shvuas and the poor, is, and the Matnosaniyim, the gifts for the poor, is extremely, extremely important and something which the Jewish people keep to this very day, even when with those of us who do not have fields are careful to give stalker to the poor on every Yomtev, but especially on Shvuas. And so we have finished the details of the fourth Pasha of Ravi until Chamishi. And tomorrow we will go further 
and study together Chamishi. Adkan Revi, tomorrow Chamishi.